colleagues, this is Sherry Mee, and I'm going to talk to you today about writing for publication. I'm the Executive Editorial Director for the American Nurse Journal. Um, just a few disclosures, I do work for HealthCom Media, which is the publisher of American Nurse Journal. I'm going to be presenting information on writing for publication based on my 28 years in health science publishing. I've been in roles such as Editor-in-Chief and Vice President of Publishing for Nursing and Health Professions Journals for large publishing companies. I hope you consider writing for American Nurse Journal, but I'll, present it, I'll be presenting principles for writing for any uh, nursing journal. And also want to disclose that in the book, Anatomy of Writing for Publication for Nurses, it's in, in its fourth edition, I have a chapter in that book on writing the clinical article, and I will refer to that book as well today. So thank you for joining me. Um, a few objectives I want to achieve is, first and foremost, I'd like to talk about roadblocks that stop nurses from writing for publication and submitting a manuscript. Um, I'm very familiar with those roadblocks, and I have worked over the years to help nurses overcome those roadblocks. And it's one of my passions of my work is helping nurses, especially nurses who haven't published before to get started in writing for publication. I'm gonna outline some strategies to help nurse authors overcome their fears and improve their writing. And also talk about some steps in the process that can help you from you know, starting with your ideas all the way through to actual publication. So let's get started. First of all, I would like to also tell you a little bit about American Nurse Journal. I've been working for the journal now for a year. This is a peer-reviewed journal that's published by HealthCom Media, as I mentioned. It is the official journal of the American, American Nurses Association. And the content is focused mostly on clinical um, and practice concerns of nurses with a focus on taking evidence and research and applying it to practice. So um, getting practical applications um, from nurses in the bedside um, into a manuscript for others to read and then use in practice. Uh, we look at best practices, innovations, um, professional practice and career growth, um, manuscripts that enhance nurses' well-being, you know, looking at the health of the nurse. Um, so again, um, and most of our content is clinically and um, clinically focused and focused on practice issues very relevant to the nurse. So that's the American Nurse Journal, but also consider um, in your writing, consider, consider you know, writing for a nursing journal, but there's other things to consider as well. Um, I just would like to mention as we get started, those are, um, for example, we have blogs at American, uh, myamericannurse.com and a perspectives blog. Um, you can take a look at those online. You'll see opinion pieces that are not peer-reviewed, but uh, reviewed by the editorial team um, to engage nurses. And, um, and again, this is to get some opinion pieces out there, get, a, get engagement going, and 
not necessarily something that would be in print in the journal. So think about other uh, avenues for your writing though. Um, uh, many years ago, I participated in a march on Washington and I was very fired up. I was very inspired and I wrote a letter to the editor of the Philadelphia Inquirer not expecting to be published. And my uh, letter was published. Um, if you think about the Gallup poll and how we are the most trusted profession, um, think about that in, in light of uh, newspaper editors and what they're looking for, maybe for their letters to the editor. Of course, they would want to highlight the most trusted profession if we're sharing our expertise and commentary on healthcare. So consider um, other avenues that maybe you haven't thought of, um, as well as uh, writing for nursing journals. So let's move in to uh, briefly go over why we would consider writing for a nursing journal. Um, there's a lot of reasons that we would consider that. Um, perhaps we've done research or we've done a project and we've impacted patient outcomes. We wanna explain technology or a procedure or new initiatives and intervention. Um, critically review the literature on a topic. Um, so think about those different types of aspects of why you would write for publication. But I'm here to say that I think the most important uh, thing you should think about is something that you're passionate about, that you love to do. Why do you love nursing? Why do you do this hard work all the time? Um, it is easier to write when you're passionate about the topic. So that's my recommendation. Um, think about work that you've done where you've improved outcomes, you've made a difference, you've worked with a team. Um, maybe get your team writing and, and um, you know, use a mentor um, to get started. But uh, there's, so there's a lot of reasons to write. And again, I would focus on something that I really care about and I think it makes your uh, writing easier. Now I wanna talk a little bit about some roadblocks that can stop you from writing. Um, many times I hear from nurses who are at the bedside doing exciting things that they should write about and they don't feel like they're qualified or they don't think they're the expert in the field and um, they don't think they're good enough. And that's not um, true. I really think that nurses at the bedside, very grounded in practice, have a lot that they can contribute to the literature. Um, you don't have to be the expert in the area to contribute. And we'll talk more about um, how to develop some of your skills in writing. But I wanna read you a quote. This is actually from a book that I've read years ago called, um, If You Can Talk, You Can Write. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit more uh, later about resources for learning about writing for publication. So let me just read you this paragraph really quick. A friend of mine once wrote a how-to book about camping and hiking. On the back cover, as you might expect, is a photo of the author wearing a backpack out in the mountains somewhere. But what you wouldn't expect is that the backpack wasn't his. He had to borrow it. And what looks like a scene from Sequoia National Park actually took place in Central Park. As you may have guessed by now, this self-proclaimed expert on hiking and camping had never done either, but he did do his research. His book sold well and no one was the wiser. So with that in mind, I don't recommend you write about something that you don't know 
in practice. But if you combine your work in practice with a great literature review and sharing your insights with the reader, I think you can come up with a good manuscript. So just a little example of uh, um, of someone who took a dive into writing something that they didn't know about and they were very successful. So yes, you don't have to be the expert in the field to do um, writing for publication in nursing. Another roadblock that's common is I have difficulty choosing a topic and this is um, sometimes difficult. I have to say, choosing your topic, focusing in on the, the correct journal and preparing to write takes a lot of time and energy and work. And I think that's why some people get discouraged um, and this becomes a roadblock. But if you think about the prep time in getting ready to write, looking at the target journal to try and determine the focus of your topic, um, digging into that journal and um, working on the focus of your topic can take some time because you want to look at the recent literature, look at other journals um, and what they've published on the topic. So I think if you realize that that work up front is expected and it's normal, people don't just sit down and write and, you know, the manuscript comes out beautifully. It takes a lot of upfront work to get ready to write. So yes, choosing a topic, a topic can be uh, a roadblock. I'm not sure where to submit my manuscript. That's That can be another roadblock too, but uh, we're going to talk about choosing a journal to submit your manuscript to. When I sit down to actually write, I hit roadblocks. I've heard this as well. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about the actual writing process and how to make it a little bit easier and not so difficult. So we'll we'll go over those roadblocks. So the, the, the areas we're going to go over are focusing a topic, choosing a journal, and analyzing that journal, and then actually getting down to writing. Okay, so now let's look, think about the topic. Um, I think in many cases, we start with a topic idea that might be too broad. So, you know, obviously there's topics like um, that are important to nurses, um, staff retention, leadership topics, but those are really broad. So of course we need to focus it down to something more clear and concise. So maybe it's about um, staff nurse retention, but it's a very focused piece of staff, staff nurse re retention focused on a particular project that was implemented that increased uh, staff retention and nurse satisfaction. So, um, um, so that's a roadblock that I think we can overcome if you are thinking about a topic area Work on honing and focusing your topic down a little and making sure it's not too broad. What will help you do that is to look at journals and your target journals and look through um, recent issues. Um, I do recommend that if you have a tar target journal, um, I do like to look at print. Um, I, I'm a fan of print versus digital, but uh, get print issues if you can. Look at those three print issues. I like to read cover to cover and um, get a feel for the writing style 
and the types of articles in those issues. Um, use the author guidelines and be sure to carefully read the author guidelines. Many author guidelines also have tips for writing and suggestions for writing. So please be sure to look at author guide guidelines. American Nurse Journal author guidelines include those tips. Be sure to follow those uh, author guidelines when you submit your manuscript and pay attention to details. Um, the editor, to, the editor, when they see your manuscript, will read your manuscript and right away they'll be able to tell if you did look at the author guidelines and use the author guidelines. So um, that attention to detail is important once you do um, get ready to write and submit your manuscript. So look at the table of contents, look at an index if it's available. Look at the art and design elements. Look at the sidebars. The sidebars are um, areas that are, you know, small tables that maybe list um, content. Uh, they pull out content. They, you could, uh, a simple example is a chart that looks at um, pharmacology related to a specific clinical top topic. So instead of running that farm info in the text, you're including that farm info in a box or sidebar. Um, the beauty of that is that it's, uh, it can be condensed because it is in a table format. It pulls out and it's a nice piece that um, draws the reader's attention as they're looking uh, through the pages of the journal. So again, um, sidebars, art ideas, um, uh, lists, tables, graphs, um, get the editor's attention as well as the reader's attention. So um, good to include those things and think about those things as you're writing your manuscript. Um, it also helps save on your word count. So if you're pulling something out into a sidebar, um, usually it requires less words than in the running text. So again, you're saving on your word count. We'll talk a little bit more about word count um, soon. Uh, let's see. So as you're looking at the journal of choice to look at um, styles and formats and um, they, for example, in American Nurse Journal, we have CNE articles, which are longer. They're about six pages in length, plus the test that's written here um, in-house. There's feature articles that are a little bit shorter and you'll see the word counts in our author guidelines. And then there's departments. And um, some examples of our departments are healthy nurse, leading the way, life at work. Um, different article types you might see are myths and facts, um, best practice updates. So think about how you're going to present your topic. Um, think about how um, you might be able to do that in a, a, a different format. So as you're reading through the journals, you're gonna be looking at different articles, but look at those formats and look at the headings and look at those sidebars and get some ideas from there about how you might want to format your journal article. So next I wanna talk about um, the editor query. I think this is really important. Most journals still uh, do take uh, queries to the editor. What that is, it's just an um, email to uh, the editor. Uh, for those listening, interested in submitting to American Nurse Journal, my email address is cmee4 
for Cheryl Mee, C-M-E-E, at healthcommedia.com. That's a, that's a long one word there, healthcommedia, with two M's um, in it. So um, you're going to send a query letter to the editor. And you want to tell them what the topic is, obviously. I like to see about four or five bullet points that are pretty precise on what, what is that content that's going to be covered. Um, you want to keep it brief and keep it very clear and precise. You almost want to sell yourself um, and your topic to the editor. Why is it important? Why, why would this be important to practicing nurses? And why should I care about this topic for um, nurses who are our readers? Um, keep it brief. Um, include a deadline. That's always helpful uh, when you might want to submit that. Um, your thoughts on how long it should be. Um, you should have looked at the author guidelines, so have an idea of the word count that you might consider for that topic. But it's not essential to have that word, uh, word count in there. So that's the editor query. And I have to tell you, um, you know, many times I get queries and I start to have a email back and forth where we try and hone and focus the topic. Um, um, I'll work with the author to do that. And we might actually even set up a phone call where we can um, discuss the topic and um, consider some ideas and brainstorm together. So that top, that query letter is really valuable. It also lets you know um, what the uh, editor has already in mind for the journal so that if you are considering writing something, but there's already something in on that, that you're not, um, you know, uh, wasting your time sending it to this journal when there's already something that's going to be published um, on that topic. But um, most cases, there's a a different topic focus that you can come up with. So consider that um, query to the editor and it's really helpful for you as the author. What writing steps um, inhibit your progress? Um, so, okay, so now you've looked at a topic, you've looked at the journal, you have an idea of which journal you're gonna submit to, you've looked at the uh, journal guidelines, You've submitted a query. Now you're getting ready um, to uh, dig in a bit. So you want to make sure that um, one thing that can inhibit pro progress is gathering enough resources. I do think that um, it's very important to collect a lot of resources. So if you've already done a literature review on a topic, but make sure you've got the current literature um, consider looking in other uh, disciplines like medicine, pharmacology, look at the lay literature on the topic, see what's out there in the news. Um, all of those pieces of literature just will help ground you more into the topic. So um, um, always collect more material than you need. William Zinter, um, who wrote a book on, uh, called On Writing Well, uh, a classic book on writing, which I recommend, um, so says always collect more material than you need. The article is strong in proportion to details from which you can choose the few that will serve you best. So meaning you're digging in, you're reading all this information. I read uh, the, uh, my nursing literature articles before writing two or three times. Uh, I print them, I highlight, I, I write notes in the margins and things like that about ideas that I want to write 
write about that are related to that content. So um, again, gather a lot of literature. It will only help you. Um, think about the organization of your manuscript, but don't get too hung up on the organization of your manuscript because some of that will come as you begin to write the manuscript um, and do some editing. So now you're ready to write. What I would say is um, I think another major roadblock is that um, as nurse, nurse authors, we think we should sit down and, and write that first sentence. And that's definitely not the case. Um, I don't know of many authors that do that. They'll start writing in the middle. They'll write the main um, concepts, the main content, the main clinical points, the key aspects of the article that you want to get across. Write those paragraphs. Um, don't worry about your grammar. Don't worry about, um, you know, how well each sentence is constructed yet. You want to get the meat of the manuscript down on paper in, in, and get your main paragraphs started. Um, as you start to do that the, um, and you're uh, organizing your manuscript, um, that first draft will be rather quick because you did all your homework. You, you saturated yourself in the literature. Um, you know the journal, you know your topic, and you know your focus. Um, so the first draft should come pretty easy, but um, don't agonize over the first sentence, as I mentioned, and the first paragraph and the ending. Those will come. And um, many people um, that I've, I've talked to who are uh, pretty prolific writers, they say they write their first um, par paragraph last. And many times it's their last paragraph that they've written and they've moved it up to the front. So um, don't agonize over those pieces and get started and just get your words down on paper and start writing. It does help um, to maybe come up with a schedule to plan sections to write in a specific time frame to um, keep you on track and keep you on target. So for example, you're going to write um, section, uh, say you have five bullet points five different sections of the manuscript. You're gonna do uh, one section um, every week or one section every two weeks and plan those out. Um, take breaks, walk away. Um, I find it's much easier to work in uh, smaller uh, timeframes, walk away and think about the content and then I, um, what, what I do then is, you know, based on the literature review, based on my, what I've been uh, reading, what I've been writing, I come up with um, some content ideas from practice that are relevant illustrations of uh, the content, and I can add that to the manuscript. So um, I do recommend um, getting up, walking away, um, and coming back to the manuscript. And now I will say that some of my colleagues who are um, prolific writers say that they will sit and write for eight hours on a Saturday. Um, so there are, of course, exceptions to, to my rule, um, but I, I can't do that. I need to take a break, walk away, and it, and it clears my head and it helps me focus better on the task at hand. Remember to keep it simple. Um, I think... Um, Many times we're focused on the more complicated, but if we focus on a sentence at a time and a paragraph at a time, that's helpful. And 
another tip I have is that, you know, being stumped or hitting a roadblock is part of the process. It's normal. Um, so if you plan that and realize there's going to be some bumps at the, in the road and that you may need to go back to the drawing board, you may need to go back to the literature, you may need to rearrange, um, it's a normal part of the writing process. Even the best writers don't simply sit down and write and it, and it, and it comes across uh, beautifully. So, okay. I wanna talk a little bit, a bit about um, voice. Um, in particular, I don't wanna get into the weeds in um, English. I am not an English expert. But I want to talk about passive voice and active voice because um, I think it's really relevant, especially to nurses. Um, we're taught to, you know, in our um, writing and our documentation about patients, we're taught not to include ourselves, um, right? It's we're we're supposed to be um, objective, not subjective. Um, uh, you know, of course, documenting about the patient, patient concerns, and things like that. Um, when we're writing um, and um, undergraduate work, um, again, we're um, in many cases not to put opinions in or, you know, we're supposed to focus on lit literature and facts. Um, but um, that um, makes us write more in a passive voice. So passive voice is um, longer. It includes more words. So the reader has to work harder. So keep that in mind. One of the key things of passive voice is longer uh, manuscript. It's indirect, it's ambiguous, it can be weak and timid, and it disso dissociates the author from the reader. So it's longer and it's, and it's uh, quite frankly, a little bit harder to get through. Um, good writing uh, does use active voice. It's directed to the reader, it catches their attention, it's strong. It's easier to read and it's fewer words. It's authoritative and I think um, that's a good thing. In our writing, I think it's okay to be authoritative. And again, in many cases as a nurse, we're not taught to be authoritative in our writing. Um, and it's, um, keep in mind active voice is used both for informal and academic publication. So even if you're writing about research, if you're writing in um, the opening about the reasons that you were drawn to this, to a certain topic or why these topics, uh, the topic is important to nurses. Um, you can use more of an active voice in the introduction and the beginning and telling the story of how the topic evolved and also at the end in the discussion. So active voice um, is something that we could uh, we should consider and for those of you who would would like a simple example of active voice and how it changes the amount of words and how it becomes cumbersome here's a simple um, fun uh, example of active voice that I <laughs> that I picked up beautiful giraffe roam the savannah Okay, that's an active voice sentence. It's got five words. Beautiful giraffes roam the savanna. If we changed it to passive, it's the savanna is roamed by beautiful giraffes. Seven words, more awkward, um, more words. 
then if you think about this in a, in a manuscript, say you're doing a 1200 word manuscript, I'm just pulling that number out there. Um, if you were to save two words per sentence, and that's pretty common, two to three words per, sent, per sentence if you change from uh, passive voice to active voice. Um, so in a 1200 word manuscript, you could save 200 words. Manuscript readability is enhanced. So the manuscript becomes easier to read. It's not as long to read. What does that do? It draws in the reader. Um, editors want readers to read the words on the pages and absorb that content and come back for more. So keep that in mind as you're uh, um, writing your manuscript. And we'll talk more about this a little bit with the editing uh, process, the, the self-editing process, where I think you can tighten up your manuscript and get rid of words. We're going to talk about that. Um, I do have a tip from a colleague who is an outstanding editor. My uh, The managing editor for American Nurse Journal is Julie Cullen. She's fabulous. And um, one of her tips is that in passive voice or in nurses' uh, writings, many time, times we're not clear on who's doing what in the manuscript. So, you know, for example, if you're writing about a project where you impacted patient outcomes and um, had a nice success that you're proud of, um, it's a multidisciplinary team and you worked on this project and you want to talk about how the project was formulated through the implementation and then um, the uh, results of that work, um, you may be discussing uh, various roles of folks that were involved in the project, a multidisciplinary team. Um, keep in mind to be clear on who is doing what in that case. So again, project, out, uh, project outcome, you're writing about a project, who's doing what? I think many times we write as nurses and we assume that the reader knows we're talking about us as an individual or we're talking about the nursing team versus the inter interdisciplinary team or the leadership. So try and be as specific as possible when you start to talk about different roles and who um, is doing what and um, impacting that project. So just a little tip there. Next thing I want to talk about are headings and sidebars. We talked about this a little bit when you did your review of the journal, um, looking at sidebars, but think about that as you organize your manuscript. Um, once you've started to write some of those key uh, paragraphs where you have a lot of the work done, is there an area um, or two that can be pulled into a sidebar? So is it, you know, patient education um, tips or uh, resources for nurses to read uh, more about. Maybe they're scattered throughout the manuscript, but you can pull it into a short listing of five um, resources. So think as you're um, um, developing and working your paragraphs, doing some editing, look at what can be pulled into a sidebar. Remember again that that is a good visual for readers who are flipping through the journal and want to learn more um, about an article, they, um, the sidebar draws their eye in and um, subheads do that as well. So keep that in mind, those subheads to break up the text. And as I mentioned earlier, to uh, remember that that actually gets the editor's attention as well. 
Now let's talk about um, writing and editing your work. Um, it is normal um, to write and, and edit, um, uh, do multiple edits. So say you've done the rough draft and you're starting to hone the a beginning paragraph, ending paragraph, it's starting to come into shape. Um, plan on three, at least, in-depth edits on your part. So I mean um, reading it again and again, every word, uh, make sure it's valuable and it counts, or, or you can cross out that word. Read the content out loud. Read the sentence out loud. It's going to help you identify words in this sentence that maybe you don't need to be there or where you can condense the sentence. Uh, make sure every uh, word is valuable. Um, let's see. Don't be apologetic in your writing. It's okay to take a stance and say how you uh, feel, what you believe based on your work, uh, what you've seen uh, and observed with patients based on your work. Um, then I recommend that you um, continue to reorganize, continue to review and cut. And um, if you're brave, have someone read the manuscript to you. And um, I don't know what it is about hearing that in another voice, but um, <laughs> I think you can hear um, pieces of that sentence that you can improve. Remember, shorter is better. Um, I think we're taught in nursing school that longer is better because we need to perhaps meet a page requirement, but shorter is better on a manuscript. If I have a manuscript in from an author and it's seven um, pages versus five print pages, and it's saying essentially the same thing, my reader is going to prefer, prefer that five-page manuscript that they can read through and absorb, digest, uh, and incorporate into their practice. So cut, 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 and shorter is better. Walk away and tackle small sections at a time. You're gonna get a little tired of reading it and that is normal. So um, bear with it. Um, William Zinser, uh, who I've quoted before, uh, says a clear sentence is no accident. Very few sentences come out the first time or even the third time. So again, that speaks to those at least three rounds of editing and rewriting and cutting. Um, after that, I suggest review by colleagues. So you have colleagues perhaps on your unit who are a novice, um, ask them to read and um, give you feedback about what works, what doesn't work, what might be missing. Um, please be sure to tell your colleagues you really want them to be critical. Mark it up. It's okay. Um, I, I would like as much feedback on areas where you think I could maybe make a change. Um, I, I, and, and, and tell your colleagues to be critical. Also ask, of course, your expert colleagues. They may um, have some great advice as well. But um, didn't want you to forget to consider those non-expert and novice colleagues. Okay, I'm going back to a few quotes here, but I think this really um, drives the point home. So bear with me. Um, writing improves in the direct ratio to the number of things we can take out of it that shouldn't be there. So writing improves as we can take things out. Um, that's another quote from William Zinser. 
Um, often a difficult problem in a sentence can be solved by simply getting rid of it. Um, and that's true. I've uh, worked on many manuscripts and then I have a sentence that I'm struggling with and um, I, I, I wind up perhaps changing it completely, taking it out, turning it into two concepts and two sentences versus one. So if you're struggling with a sentence, think about that. Um, think about um, what you can replace it with or can you just get rid of that sentence? Uh, and one more um, from Zinser, if it reads nice and easy, chances are it took hard work. If it's wordy and complicated, chances are it was very easy to write. So meaning, um, if it's clear, easy to write, think about some of the writing that you love from famous writers. Um, it's very clear, it's uncomplicated. You read the sentence and you can visualize um, what's happening and um, it's enjoyable. Um, there's no extra words in there to distract you. So those are a couple tips, a, co a couple quotes from uh, William Zinser on writing well. And um, a couple things to think about, you know, what do editors do all day long? Well, we read content. Um, we focus on the journal's mission. We focus on trying to get authors to help us um, submit manuscripts that are appropriate for our audience. We plan the content. We um, ask our readers what they like, what they don't like, what they want more of. So um, I'm reading all day long as a nurse editor and um, recruiting authors and peer reviewers. So um, I'm reading all day long. So when I do read a manuscript, um, I will be able to tell, as I mentioned earlier, whether um, you've looked at the author guidelines and followed them. So again, uh, make sure you're following the author guidelines just because um, it, it's easy to determine whether, whether you have or have not followed those guidelines. Um, and uh, editors can quickly tell if you've done your homework. If you do that heavy editing that I mentioned, those three times editing, then sharing it with a colleague and editing some more, um, you're increasing your chances, chances that your manuscript will be accepted for publication. So let's talk about that. You submit your manuscript, yay. Um, and um, your manuscript's ac accepted. That is phenomenal. I will say that most manuscripts that are submitted in uh, the case of American Nurse Journal, it does go through peer review. And in most cases, peer reviewers have suggestions and ideas for improving the manuscript. So um, we will send you uh, peer reviewers recommendations. Sometimes they're more um, in some cases with a lot of changes suggested and sometimes it's fewer changes. So, um, so uh, my point is that um, in most cases, um, if you've done your homework and you've uh, submitted an appropriate manuscript, and you've done some of the upfront work and the work on editing that we've talked about, um, you have a good chance of uh, having your manuscript peer reviewed and then um, getting peer review feedback back. Um, I say this um, because the peer review feedback will help you make your manuscript better. 
Um, and in many cases, an outright acceptance is not as common. So, um, um, you know, we've invested in having our peer reviewers review that content. We've asked them to donate their time. So we do want to share that peer review with you, the nurse author. So to improve your manuscript, you get a rework letter. So that is the norm. Don't be frustrated. Take it as an opportunity to improve your manuscript. Um, the suggestions will only make your manuscript better. And um, so again, outright acceptance is not that common, but um, requests for rework is very common. Um, I made the mistake very early on in my career. I wrote um, an article for, I think it was Critical Care Nurse on um, my uh, master's uh, dissertation was on uh, patient vis visitation in critical care units. And um, I was requested to do a rework and I did not do that rework. And um, to this day, I regret that. Um, um, knowing now what I know that chances are if I did that rework, my, my uh, manuscript probably would have gotten accepted. So lesson learned the hard way. Um, so um, summarizing a little bit, I wanna talk about the top reasons for rejections. Um, and, and again, this is not going to happen to you because we've gone over what you should be doing when writing a manuscript, not written for the correct journal. That's not going to happen because you've done the query letter and you've done your research. Nothing new or different. Um, again, if um, you've done your query letter and focused your topic appropriately, that won't happen. Poorly written, that's not going to happen because you've edited, um, you've shared it with your colleagues. Um, you've worked on your uh, grammar, spelling, um, uh, cut out extra words. Um, sometimes there's a poor literature review, not enough uh, recent literature or literature in nursing, for example. Um, and editors can um, look at that literature and um, determine if um, it was uh, sufficiently, uh, if the literature re review was well done. Clinical inaccuracies is another reason or a lack of clarity or focus. That's not going to happen because of what we've, uh, some of the strategies we've talked about. And uh, finally, the so what is missing. Think about that. Um, make sure that your manuscript in your summary uh, clearly describes the application of what you've just gone through and how nurses can apply it to their practice, how they can readily apply it to their practice quickly. Um, what are some tips in getting started to apply it to practice? Make sure that there's a so what so that the nurse reader can walk away and have something to think about, about um, um, implementing in practice. Uh, some other things is, okay, one more quote. Um, uh, bear with me. This is the last one, I promise. Um, it's from Mark Twain, and he says, writing is easy. All you have to do is cross out the wrong words. That's correct, right? With that editing and, and eliminating those extra words. So yes, writing is easy. All you have to do is cross out the wrong words. Um, my other suggestion is learn more about writing. Buy um, uh, books on writing. I've mentioned the Williams Inser book. It's a classic. It's actually a wonderful read as well. Um, and um, But there's other great uh, books out there on writing for publication. Um, there's the book that I mentioned that's uh, published by Sigma Theta Tau. Um, Cindy Saver is the editor, um, and I mentioned that it's called Anatomy of Writing for Publication. 
And um, again, disclaimer, I have a chapter in the book, but I'm not trying to sell it, but it is uh, pretty comprehensive. I think you'll find it helpful. Um, and uh, we have author guidelines and we also have resources on our website at American uh, myamericannurse.com. And um, there's author guidelines. There's information for those of you who want to be peer reviewers. There's um, under, um, uh, there's a writing mind blog by my colleague, Cindy Saver, with some wonderful tips in that as well. So please check those out. Um, let's see. Uh, I took a writing course when I first started um, in my role as an editor. So uh, I read some books on writing, uh, took a writing course, um, talked to people who are maybe get some feedback from them on uh, ideas they might have. We've also uh, published articles on writing for publication actually in American Nurse Journal. Uh, we have one by Rhoda Rodula, Dr. Rhoda Rodula, um, just recently published um, in 2022. So take a look for that. Look at that on the American Nurse Journal website. Um, the other thing I would recommend is um, maybe, uh, you know, your organization has um, a journal club or um, club where you've uh, looked at uh, topics and an evidence-based practice around a particular topic. Um, so um, you're looking at evidence and the literature and you've identified um, areas in the literature where there might be a gap. That could be a potential um, article. Um, so, you know, think about a journal club or um, club where you're looking at content um, for your institution to improve practice, but that uh, club could change into a writing club. Um, I've seen that before at some institutions um, where you meet periodically, share goals of what you want to write, um, maybe set up a calendar so that you'll um, you know, you'll determine your target journal and um, topic focus um, in the next month before you meet. So um, where you can so you can set some guidelines, get some feedback and work with uh, other uh, nurses in your um, club um, to uh, get started. Um, let's see. Do you like what you write? Um, so um, all of this being said and all of the work that goes into it, it is a lot of work. Um, I mentioned being passionate about it, um, but at some point you do um, get um, so into the topic. You've written, you've edited, maybe you've edited after colleagues have sent you some comments. Then you've gotten peer review uh, comments and then you've edited some more. And when it's all said and done, you may be a little frustrated because um, keep in mind, it's kind of like human nature that you're looking at the manuscript and you're seeing where you think it should be better or where it could be improved or where you could have added. So uh, I just wanted to leave you with that thought that many times um, once it's all said and done, until it is accepted and printed, maybe you're not happy with the work, but I think that's a common um, human nature thing that we're, we're um, we, we focus on the areas that are weaker, maybe in the manuscript that could have been better. So let me leave you uh, with this quote. Um, I'm so, it's, it's, it's a very short paragraph. While working on his novel, the writer confessed in his journal, 
No one else knows my lack of ability the way I do. My work is no good. I'm desperately upset about it. It isn't the great book I had hoped it would be. It's just a run-of-the-mill book. And the awful thing is that it is absolutely the best I can do. The writer was John Steinbeck, writing about his novel, The Grapes of Wrath, um, a classic. I don't know if you've read it. I've read it uh, twice. Um, amazing writing. Um, so just an example of, I think, when you're so close to the topic and you're, right, and you're looking at your own writing, um, there can be that feeling of it's not good enough or I could have done better. But I think, again, that's just a human nature thing. So one of the, <laughs> leave you with that. But I, I hope you do consider writing for publication. I think more nurses who are practicing at the bedside have some great things that they can share with other nurses and your work and your contributions are valuable. Um, I encourage you to write. I encourage you to send me a query letter, please, if you're if you want to learn more. Um, use the author guidelines as a tool. My email address is uh, cmee at healthcommedia.com. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it gave you some ideas to get you started in writing for publication. Thank you for your time. Bye.